Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. Listen up. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. Welcome in, guys. It is Thursday morning, 7.35 Mountain Time, uh, 6.35 a.m. here in uh, Seattle. And what would that make it? 10.35, 9.35 out in uh, the East Coast? The, the, yeah, 9.35 the, here. What really throws me off is with all the international football I watch, they go on daylight savings time a week early. And I'm like, wait a minute. Does that mean the games are on five early? Is that a two o'clock or a four o'clock game? I don't know. So at least I know Man. this is always three hours. So whatever it is for you, it's always three hours. Yeah, that's uh, that's. I don't know how uh, you are able to, I guess, go to bed as early as you do and wake up because I just typically can't do that. But man, I'm starting to need to get in your your life cycle uh, with the early to bed because wake up a child at... that gets up at six thirty every day for three years. You'll go to bed early. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Uh, honestly, it's the cat who keeps me up a lot of times. He's like, hey. Time for a little bit more food. That'd be great. Pause actually the, the worst. The uh, They don't change on daylight savings time. So you typically you think that's the other thing about having kids and or needy pets. They yeah. don't change their body clocks when you fall back. So you're like, oh, fall back. I get to sleep in an extra hour. Mm-mm. No, their <laughs> body wish. clock says it's time to eat. It's time to get up. So 630 in the morning for an infant is still 530. It becomes 530 in the morning when you roll the clocks back. So actually springing forward can actually pay dividends at times. Well, that's a, uh, let's get to spring. God, I'm already ready for that. Uh, sunny days coming in. Good morning, everyone. Actually, let's get through the Braves World Series victory first. Unfortunately, last night, but hey, one on one, not the worst, but sunny days. Good morning to you. Got Diamond Rattler coming in saying you guys see Vaughn's Instagram post last night. He was in an ankle brace. Did not see that. That's unfortunate. Um, EJ's in the house. Good morning, Nick and Scott in Broncos country. US Dave coming in. Buenos Diaz. Uh, U.S. Dave also comes in and says, Scott, since when are fans so intelligent and in tune with their inner GM that they know for sure that tanking is what's best for a franchise had to leave last night? They were so sickening. Um, oh, after, after reading it, the first, I didn't quite get it the first time I read it. Now that you read it out, I get it. Uh, I, Dave, I was struggling a little bit last night, too. And sometimes I struggle a little bit in those uh, the chats. It's it's. It's kind of two or three people that dominate the conversation, and it's all the same thing over and over and over again. And and tanking on paper sounds like a good idea, Dave. You're like, oh yeah, you know, we're not we're not a playoff team, we're not a contender. Let's just mail it in. There's people involved, uh-huh. hundreds and hundreds of personalities with jobs, and that is a crappy morale, uh, a uh, culture. We talk about culture. That's a crappy culture to build. Um, yeah. to, to try and have, it's like, we're just going to throw this in, take the rest of three months off. Y'all come back in, in January. Come on. Yeah. And, uh, unfortunately this is a good class, but I do not think this is a class to tank in, right? Like if you had like three or four quarterbacks that were like, oh man, we have to get us one of those guys. Um, then you can, I think there's an argument for tanking without tanking, you know, like get selling guys and playing. We'll, yeah. We'll sell off. We're going to play our young guys and develop, et cetera, et cetera. Yep, but exactly. Week seven. No, no, it's too early for that. I mean, if the Broncos lose again and this team is kind of falling apart, 
Um, and you can trade some assets and put some younger guys in there. I mean, we have, I have a list of younger guys that I'm like, okay, if we lose this week, this guy needs to play, this guy needs to play, this guy needs to play. Cause we got to find out. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's easy to say from where people sit at, at home, uh, behind their screens. We got Dave Glassman coming in with the hearts. Dave also always awesome and to stars. see you. Appreciate you, Dave. Cause he came and, in on, uh, Dave came in on Facebook too. So he's, yep. he's doing the, the shares all over the place. Dave's liking it and sharing it wherever we are. And we appreciate you, Dave, wherever you are. Listen up, Broncos country. Tick pick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. Tick pick is the exclusive ticketing partner for the huddle up podcast and the blue wire network. Denver Broncos football is finally back and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Broncos tickets anymore because tick pick that's T I C K P I C K is the original no fee ticket site. And the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. Tick pick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it. If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, Tick Pick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. That's right, guys. When we were searching for tickets for the MHH meet and greet for week three at home, Broncos versus Jets, Tick Pick had us locked down. So visit TickPick.com slash huddle today and use the promo code huddle to save $10 on your first order of Broncos tickets. Um, Sean Burns coming in. Good morning to you. Joseph T. Fisher, morning guys and go Broncos. Andrew Lampy, always in the stars as well. In the star in the stars hall of fame in my book. Uh, good morning working, but we'll watch later in the railroad makes me move this train. Um, are you a rail worker? Man, I was Scott. I was absolutely. Or are you obsessed. just stuck behind a train that's s- sitting there and taking forever to cross in front of you? <laughs> that's possible. True. Oh, man, um, we got the Facebook user coming in saying my daughter makes wakes up before the sun every single day. See, I'm OK with that um, if fishing is involved. And I guess I'm OK with that if it's talking footballs involved. But it doesn't mean I'm not tired. <laughs> Mo coming in. Kenny Young seems like a surprising get at linebacker. Maybe he's a positive to come from this season if we can resign him. That's definitely true. Um, Scott, did you watch Kenny Young's press conference yesterday? Um, no, I watched uh, Weatherly's. I haven't watched Kenny Young's. I uh, I thought Weatherly did a, a good job saying, hey, they brought me in here to be ready. I'm going to be ready. I thought that was he came off very well in that. Yeah. And Kenny then I'll Young... watch Teddy's again just to, you know, based on the vitriol being thrown his way yesterday, last night. I watched his again. I'm like, wow, y'all, y'all got a serious agenda for what you're pulling out of those comments, for God's sakes. Um, it was interesting. <sighs> yeah, it's, uh, it's losing doesn't losing creates toxicity in on in locker rooms, but also in fan bases. Um, but uh, hopefully we'll get that figured out and right. Or I mean, the writer dies will stay on and we'll have to figure out uh, what brings us joy. Um, but, Kenny Young, talk, talk about bringing you joy, though. Did not seem very thrilled to be here. I don't blame him. I mean, uh, this team is struggling. I'll right? have to so, check that out then. <laughs> yeah, I mean. That, that's that's bad. I mean, you're a professional, you know. Yeah, I mean, he that. was professional, but, like, it was obvious. That, and I don't blame him also going from, like, playing behind Aaron Donald to in L.A. to Denver I mean, and uh, being blindsided by that. I mean, if, like, all of a sudden they switched me to, like, a different network and I was covering the Lions, uh I'd probably be bummed if I was covering the Rams before or something. So I, I get it. Um, but uh, yeah, he might more to most point. Um, do you think about any, is there any viability to young playing well enough where maybe he's in the future plans for this Broncos team? Maybe you've got, you've got two, you got two inside linebackers that are both on uh season ending injuries, both whose contracts are up. So 
there's never going to be a better opportunity for you, kid. Go get it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yvonne coming in a couple of times, back-to-back with the Stars. Oh, uh, appreciate you, Yvonne. And uh, Drew Smith also coming in from Ohio. You probably know this. I've said it before. I was born in Ohio. I was born in Akron, Ohio. So it's harder to find a more cynical person on earth than a Cleveland-born Atlanta sports fan. The only way that we're going to get a championship is if uh, they play each other like the 95 World Series. Oh, is, that, is that why they call you the uh, LeBron James of covering the Falcons? It's because you were born in Atlanta. You and LeBron, yeah, one of the same. It. That's it. Okay, <laughs> I, was, I thought so. Um, Greg Smith, aloha to you, buddy. Good morning, Broncos for breakfast. Awesome to see you. Mike Givens is in the house. Dom's in the house. Good morning, fellas. Can't wait till Saturday. Let's go, dogs, dog nation, and can't wait till Sunday. Hopefully, we can win or at least have fifty plus yards. Man, that uh, that stick moved back further and further. You know, when you set your expectations super low, you are rarely disappointed. You, yeah. you end up being a miserable SOB most of the time, but you're rarely disappointed. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm miserable anyway, so let's let's do it. Um, yeah, world's largest outdoor outdoor cocktail party uh, this weekend. Florida versus Georgia should be a great game. Um, I'm I think it's going to be hopefully a better game than people think. Georgia's definitely the better team, but this is Florida season they're fighting for right now, so it'll be great. And I, I really like really that, uh, really good right now. They are man. It's the best. This is the best in- Georgia team I, I think I've ever seen. So. It's possible. You know, in 40 years of living uh, in Georgia and or looking at, at Georgia football, this team is, you know, they they went to three basically national championship games in 80, 81, 82. These, they, this team's better overall. I mean, Herschel Walker's arguably the greatest college football player of all time. Uh, he's certainly in the conversation, but uh, this this team is better. Yeah. Yep. No, it definitely is better. I'm not sure what you're getting at here, US Dave. Um, we've been talking a lot already, and I'm trying to catch up on the chat. <laughs> tanking. But, um, I think that goes back to tanking. Oh, playing the yeah. young guys uh, and that type of thing. Yeah, you can tank without tanking. And like again, if there was really great quarterbacks in this class, and you had to have one, I honestly think there'd be a conversation for it. I, I mean, it's it's tough, but uh, I it is easy for me to say where I'm sitting. But uh, that's not the case this year. This is a really good defensive class, um, but. Uh, don't think you're you need to tank for a defensive player even though you could get a franchise edge rusher um scott i will say i watched a lot of quarterbacks um the last 72 hours go i went i tried to go in an open mind and open heart and it's just it's not happening i will uh kenny pickett honestly played pretty good football um surprisingly good he had probably the best three games i've watched of any quarterback this year matt corral um i see the tools it's hard to judge because it's the, it's the Justin Herbert situation where it's like, he's not asked to do anything NFL wise. And do I hold that against him? Mm-hmm. Be- I'm just not seeing the NFL plays. The, the NFL uh, postseason all-star games and stuff like that could be good for him. If he, yes. if he goes to something like that and you start putting him in a, in a controlled environment where they're all asked to do the same thing. Um, you know, the practices, that's where you see, that's where you make your evaluations. The game games, football is a team game. So yeah. I don't necessarily care what happens in the games at the senior bowl, anything like that. But when you watch practices, you're putting the same guys in the same situations over and over and over again. And it's a controlled environment. You can get a much cleaner evaluation that way. Um, but yeah. then some guys are just gamers. You know, I say, I say that about that, my kid all the time. I said, if you watched him practice, you wouldn't know he was even a baseball player or a soccer player. So just, just watch the games. He's, he's, he's going to elevate yeah. himself. And I've had that conversation with him too. Dude, yeah. you got to pick it up and practice. <laughs> yeah. Practice? We talk about practice? Yeah, no, man. Uh, Matt Corral, though, like Tennessee, 30 rushing attempts from your six foot, 200 pound quarterback taking hits from linebackers. I, it's, man, there's, whew, I don't know. 
Um, same with Sam Howell. He's they a little thick. They don't but, care. Uh, college. They just don't care. We're going to use these guys up. We're going to get our millions of dollars, and we're going to get a new group in two or three years anyway. They just don't care. Yeah, it's just, I mean, there's always a, there's a time and place where you want your quarterback to be aggressive and put his body on the line. You know, goal to go situations, third and short, but you're talking about these guys are getting absolutely just dinged 10 yards after the first down where there's the sideline and they're duck, he's lowering his shoulder. Like, what are you well, doing? On him. That's your throwing shoulder. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> one's on him. Ugh. Um, yeah, no, multiple times it's on the quarterback, actually. There's there's room to slide. Do it. Um, but anyway, guys, sliding in here, uh, we got to talk about who we are. Um, obviously, this is the Broncos for breakfast. We're at 11 minutes in already. Uh, always, Scott and myself. You can find Scott on Twitter, uh, at Scout Kennedy, and myself, at Nick Kendall MHH. While you're there, follow us at Huddle Up Pod and at Mile High Huddle. If you're over on Facebook, join us at facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle or forward slash Mile High Huddle Pod. And YouTube folks, make sure you subscribe, like, and share. Hit that bell notification so you know when we're going live. You know, smash the subscribe, as they say, right? And also, if you're doing that, uh, smash it over at uh, Scott's channel at youtube.com forward slash C forward slash Scott Kennedy. Make sure you guys are getting your stars and your super chats and your super stickers in because October's almost ended. Uh, you know, spooky season is officially here. Um, and that's time to get uh, spook some wide receivers out there, some quarterbacks with your Patrick Sertan jersey. You know, he's out there looking like Slender Man with those long arms, 6'2, 200 plus at cornerback. And if you get those uh, super chats and super stickers and superstars in, you have a chance to get yourself a Patrick Sertan jersey. And uh, there's probably no player on this team right now I'd rather have their jersey well, about than 2% that off. Uh, the boys came in big yesterday, and, and the there ladies and gentlemen came in and big yesterday with the stars. So we're only about 2% off. So unless things go completely dead the next 28, 29, 30, 31, four days, uh, we're good. We're good. So keep it up. Um, I think Shane and uh, Howie freaking Day had a contest last night where they were just, I can't have him get ahead of me. No, not him. Well, y'all y'all got the uh, y'all got in the raffle that's for sure well there we go and we got chase coming in so broncos falcons tigers hawkeyes chelsea fc cardinals for breakfast you forgot the braves look at the braves hat back there we're all brave we're all braves fans right now unless you are a astros fan then uh you know whatever's going there but yeah we got to get the braves in there as well get some good luck um we got the uh, keith coming in saying judy needs to go for 100 plus and show everyone what we've been missing but will Shermer allow him uh this is a good conversation here. Let's let's mm -hmm. pivot off this because then we can transition into the Washington football team. And thank you very much for the comment, Keith, over on Facebook. Uh, Jerry Judy coming back this week. Looks like he's going to be pretty healthy. What are your expectations for Judy coming in? Is is 100 yards uh, obtainable or should we pump the brakes in his first game back? It's attainable. It is. If he's healthy, then it's attainable. If it's not, then, you know, he doesn't really need to be out there. Um, it's not necessarily... It's been so long. What did he? Oh, he got rolled up. Now I remember he got he got rolled yep. up, and I thought he broke his freaking leg. Yeah, I, I remember that one now. It's not necessarily a hamstring where you're worried about rushing him as much. Uh, does he feel confident in, in breaking and doing all those things? And um, the word coming out of uh, of Dove Valley is he's he's he feels pretty good, looks pretty good. So uh, I believe Denver. And Teddy Bridgewater will, you know, will they'll play to his style? Because what do we see in the preseason with uh, with Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater? If they extended the play or let it develop at all, Judy was coming open, and then he was a run after the catch guy. Washington is thirty second. That's DFL for those of you counting at home in passing defense. So is a hundred yards attainable? Yeah, that should be three or four catches. He should be able to get a hundred yards. I'd like him to get seven or eight. So 
Uh, I like that comment. Um, Judy needs to go for that. <laughs> and um, Judy needs to go for 100 yards and show everyone what Denver's been missing. It, it's it's certainly possible. Um, question, the, the concern is Aaron Rodgers tore this Washington apart with quick passes. Just yeah. And nobody gets the ball out quicker than him. He's insane. So it's not... I don't want to say be Aaron Rodgers, but get the ball away quickly and early short passing game and, you know, in behind the linebackers, quick slants, quick outs, wide receiver screens, bubble screens, et cetera. Use the running game as a, the passing game is an extension of your running game, because if he sits back in there and if he's holding the ball and taking too long to go through his checks, that front four is going to kill him. Yep. Yeah, they are. And I will, I will say, I thought the Broncos uh, offensive line, they were very much neutered in the game versus the Browns, but they didn't lose the game. Part of that is scheme. Part of that is was Teddy getting rid of the ball quickly. But uh, Jadavion Clowney and Miles Garrett, I think, are one and three overall this season in their pass rush win rate. Uh, part of that is they feeding into each other also. Like if one, if you have one guy who's really good at the pass rush win rate, say that ten times fast, it means that probably you're gonna have multiple because that they're getting one on one and getting uh, getting home and winning their blocks. But uh, I definitely think it's possible. Um, and yeah, me too. Dave Glassman. I thought the same thing. Never heard the acronym to DFL, but instantly knew what it meant. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's, dead it's last. Yep, exactly. Um, they are very talented. I, I'm i not sure. Is a, William Jackson, uh, their big free agent signing, he did not play last week. Is he scheduled to play? I have been looking at their, try to pull up their injury report, but of course, no, whatever. The, the I big one for. I saw an injury report for Washington was Terry McLaurin. If he's oh, not wow. playing, he's he was uh, he was a not practice yesterday. If he doesn't play, that's a big big loss for Washington. He's really good. Yeah, and no, that would definitely help Marty's uh, wish come here, uh, saying we need to win this Sunday versus Washington to boost this team's confidence. Not having Terry McLaurin out there would help a lot. I'll, I will say I like I've really enjoyed uh, watching Taylor Heineke. Um, I'd be very frustrated if he was my quarterback, but like watching from afar, the, the story is awesome. Um, well, and he, he plays with a lot of heart. And he, he's one of those guys. If you just watch highlights of him, you'll think this this is Aaron Rodgers reborn. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, he freelances, extends plays, makes plays down the field. The question is, is can he get it done in a structure? Uh, a guy I know had a, a, a funny quote a long time ago. said, the busted play is not a basis for an offense. Um, you know, but th that's where he excels. He's really good yeah. at that. And McLaurin is really good at catching the ball in traffic. You, you know, we I think Jeremy said, no, jump balls are floaters. Well, Heineke's making a living with McLaurin on jump balls and floaters, and he's coming down with all yeah. of them. You know, so, um, yeah, but that's on extending the plays, not necessarily in a read. So, um, contain him because he can beat you with his legs. It's kind of the a, a similar game plan I would use, use against Zach Wilson. I don't want Zach, I don't mind Zach Wilson being in the pocket. I don't mind it. I don't mind mm -hmm. him having a little extra time. What I don't want him doing is, is escaping containment and, and then all hell breaks loose. Um, yeah. Zach Wilson doesn't make good reads. I don't mind him sitting back there and having a little extra time to think, what do I do? I've got all this time. What do I do? Well, I'll just throw it to the guy in another shirt. Um, yeah. Heineke's better than that. He is, but he is super dangerous when the play breaks down. Yeah, he uh, he's a lot of fun. I don't know about, you know, Aaron Rodgers back there, but maybe some like Jeff Garcia, you know, just a little uh, zippy quick guy. Um, and did you watch the Washington football the game? Man, the NFL needs to go back to the book, the the drawing board with their quarterback slide rules because they took off that touchdown where he dove head first without a guy around him and his knee came down, and that's considered giving himself up. Like I, I know we want to protect the quarterbacks, 
And uh, I mean, <laughs> my coworkers at uh, up here in Seattle, it's like, welcome to watching football without a good quarterback. It's really painful sometimes. Um, so that's that, the product is terrible. When you too, don't and but, I saw Heineke go down and slide and I don't know how much water was on that field, but he accelerated when he hit. <laughs> it's like he slid slip and slide slid. And then he picked up speed and went another six yards. I'm like, wow, now that's a slide. I'm going to show that to my yeah. baseball kids. Uh, and, and Jeremy, I knew what you meant for Judy. I, uh, for, I knew what you meant with no floaters and stuff. Um, I really only want to see jump balls of one-on-one to Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton. That's okay with me. You get those guys one-on-one, throw them open. Uh, And Michael coming in with a big stars twice. I don't have the numbers, but I have a feeling when y'all are on tonight and you, we hit refresh, we're over goal. Thanks to that, that finish with Michael. Michael's come in twice, uh, big time uh, from uh, Tucson, Tucson, Arizona representing. Appreciate you, Michael. Yeah. Good morning to you, to you Michael. Um, I want to get to this from Mo real quick. Uh, seems to be a popular prediction that Kyle Fuller will be traded to Tampa Bay for a second. Pull the trigger on that one, please. Um, I don't know. Are we in the time machine here where uh, Kyle, you're getting Kyle Fuller from uh, 2018? Uh, because then uh, you may be talking in a second. But uh, for his age, the years of control and how he's looked so far, if anybody's willing to give up a second for him, uh, maybe if a team had like yeah, a second no fourth round pick. No, yeah, it's one year contract. Um, I know that maybe that probably doesn't matter as much for Tampa Bay, but I can't imagine a second round pick for him. I will be doing jumping jacks <laughs> and backflips if you can get a fourth for him, right? Like, pull, uh, and I, I'm going to eat some contract. Third through the season, if you could get somebody to mm-hmm. take the rest of his contract for nothing and you swap sevens like we've seen the Broncos do before, you'd probably do it. If I could take $7 million off of my books, I might do that. Yeah, that's uh, I'd hopefully maybe get like a something like I know, where you get I know, a, I know, a fifth round pick and you send back Fuller and a seven. The, the the key here isn't necessarily what can I get in return? It's it's almost addition by subtraction. I've got resources to work with. Yeah. And well, I don't have to play him anymore. <laughs> Not that you have to play him anyway, but it's basically a reset. This was a miss and yep. it's only going to cost us three million dollars for a miss. OK, if I can get something back. Great. Yep. If I can put $7 million back in the, into the team, even better. Yeah, totally. Um, also, this team needs to probably make some room for uh, Michael Ojemudia coming back, um, get some reps out there for him. And Kyle Fuller yeah, probably Bucks, would be The Bucks are sitting him. on about $3 million of cap space right now. So, you know, they if they were to do something like that, they would need to do uh, – <laughs> sorry, EJ just made me laugh. Um, as we talk about listening to these in the shower. <laughs> All right, EJ. Um, good for you. I won't check oh, your man yeah. card. Maybe later. Yeah, the bubble bath. Hey, man, hygiene is not uh, owned by one gender. For those so of you listening <laughs> after the fact, uh, there's kind of a running joke that Nick says how many people say that he'd be surprised how many say we they listen to us in the sh- while they're getting ready in the morning in the shower. So EJ says, yeah. you guys sound great taking a bubble bath and listening to the soothing voices of Nick and Scott. Yeah, today's show is brought to you by Old Spice and Gold Bond. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let's keep it going. After the bath. Um, se- yeah, 7 a.m. bubble bath. Man, yeah, EJ's living the life. Maybe EJ works third shift. Who knows? Um, we got a question coming in here from uh, Marquise, friend of mine, back in, uh, God, going way back to middle, middle school, honestly, out in Iowa. Uh, Bronco's going to make a play for Deshaun Watson. Does not sound like, A, Deshaun Watson is interested in Denver. He has a full no-trade clause, and he would have to waive that to come to Denver. Sounds like he is pretty much Miami or bust in that front. 
Um, and also, I don't think the Broncos are going to make a move for him or willing to trade what Miami's willing to trade uh, to get him. So I'm sure they called and said, like, hey, what's the situation here? Blah, blah, blah. Um, but I don't think it's going to progress much beyond that. If you're looking for the Broncos to make a move for a, fran- a franchise, a veteran quarterback this offseason, probably Aaron Rodgers is the number one in your hearts and minds and dreams. Um, after that, and maybe maybe Scott will roll his eyes at this one. Maybe Matt Ryan becomes available if the wheels fall off, although he's playing really good football for That's a good uh, thing, Atlanta though. right now. I mean, yeah. the, the, the market for him should increase. Uh, yeah. The concern I have with Matt Ryan is is still the, the dead cap money. Could, could you make that yeah. work? Now, if Philadelphia yeah. is willing to eat $40 million, then maybe the Broncos – or the Broncos. The Falcons are willing to eat $20 million a season for two years on Matt Ryan, but his contract is still cost prohibitive. Um, yeah. I, I think Matt Ryan is available if he's going to move would be that next year would be 2023 yeah. where you, you know, as we've talked about with the Broncos, you get your quarterback in this draft. If you can get a, a Malik Willis and have him sit for a year behind Matt Ryan, maybe even two years. And then you're talking about retirement for Matt Ryan. Yeah. Uh, then that would be the, the ideal situation. But right now. Um, it's, it's caught whether you, whether you're a Matt Ryan fan or not, and all quarterbacks for the most part have their detractors and, yeah. and, and their, their, uh, their proponents, um, it's cost prohibitive right now. Yeah. Uh, the other one that comes to mind, that's a possibility would be a Kirk cousins. Like if the Vikings, you know, they're paying him all that money, um, and they haven't really found success with him. Not really his fault. He's been amazing statistically, honestly, the last two seasons, he's been a top 10 quarterback, uh, not an elite elite, but really darn good. Um, so if he becomes available, I could see that. Um, but really, guys, if it's not Aaron Rodgers, I think this team is probably going back down the path of, you know, it's if it's not Teddy Bridgewater, but, you know, it's Tyrod Taylor. It's Marcus Mariota. It's like that kind of thing where it's like it might as well be Teddy Bridgewater again. And then, you know, that kills me to say, kills me to say. But uh, I think that's probably the most. Uh, the most likely situation here. We got John coming in talking about the Raiders here. Just win, baby. John congrats on your Raiders first place Raiders. I hate you. Um, Shane coming in here. Maybe with stars, stars. Shane is always coming Big in. Stars, star. Shane. Big stars. Yep. Hell yeah. Thank you so much, Shane. Closing the gap on that. Um, good morning. Besides quarterback, if you could make a trade right now, what position, which player and why? Um, besides quarterback, if I can make a trade right now, Hmm. This is a interesting one. What's going to make the biggest impact for this team right now that a trade I could make. Um, and you're talking about teams that are pretty bad. So uh, I don't know, Scott, do you have anything off the top of my head? I'm, for I, me, I'm so I don't know the team. other team's rosters well enough to say, okay, let's go get this guy. He's, he's cheap. He's a backup. He's, he's good enough. Um, but, you know, obviously in my opinion, you still need help at middle linebacker. You know, you still you still need an, a, a, a yeah. good serviceable inside linebacker. There's no proven there right now. Um, everybody wants that rushers and offensive linemen. That's easy. That That's easy. Um, so for me, I'll, I'll, I'd say, number one, I, I would still want another linebacker to come in. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Um, I've, I've talked about this guy a few times. I'm not sure if his uh, contract makes much sense to bring in for the Broncos. Um, but uh, I'm looking at teams who are their season is dead to right, right? Those, those kind of guys. And one of those teams is the Eagles. And uh, I would do unforgivable things to have Javon Hargrave on this team. He is but playing. You're, you're not, they're not giving him up. Probably not. You know, so but, you, uh, you got to look, you got to look at, you're not giving up a premier player to premium, premium position, no matter how bad your team is, you know, unless, unless you're willing to give up three first round picks. 
So, you know, you, you have to be realistic. It's like, who is the best third linebacker or even second? Who's the be best second guy? Who's the best next guy on a team that's just eaten up with depth that wants mm -hmm. a shot to come in and play every day? Every day. Yeah. Baseball. You know what I mean, though? Yeah, and a few other teams that maybe would be sellers uh, would be the Dolphins um, needing to get back some draft capital for that Deshaun Watson trade. Maybe there's somebody on that team you'd be interested in. Um, and uh, the other one is uh, Seattle, right? Seattle is uh, gave up their first round pick for Jamal Adams. Um, and that's a team that needs some draft capital terribly. Um, so those are ones that come to mind as far as teams. Not sure the specific players. And again, I just I just wanted to. I know Javon Hargrave is not realistic. Looked at the contract. It's really not realistic. But, uh, he, he needs more hype. He really, yeah, if he doesn't so, end up in I mean, Pro Bowl this like, year. Yeah, would, I, would I like to trade? Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd like to have Aaron Rodgers right now. I mean, I mean come okay. on. Let's, hey, John, uh, I'm, you know, I'm Aaron really sorry, Donald John. would be a really nice fit on this team. Yeah, yeah you he think? would. You know, so you, you got to go. And like I said, I don't know another enough of the other team's depth charts to say, okay, yeah. here's a, a second guy. You know, you look at, for example, coming into the season, if I needed a, a guy to go put pressure on the on the passer, I'd, I'd be calling up the Broncos about Malik Reed. You know that that's the kind of guy. Whether or not, I mean, but he, you know, he leads a team in sack, but he's coming into the season as a as a backup. That's yeah. the kind of guys you have to target. Who has players like that that might be available? And Malik, Malik Reed. Yeah, uh, where do you think Malik Reed? So I was talking about the pass rush win rate earlier. Did you see that graphic I tweeted out? Um, I haven't for the pass rushers. Okay, where do you think Malik Reed? This is the top 50 guys as far as snaps go um in the nfl so far this season where does he rank in pass rush win rate so how often does he win i don't know i've i've seen out of 50 i don't know 45 i've seen him go backwards with tight ends on him you know we we talk about yeah. you know we don't want noah fant blocking tj watt well noah fant would block malik reed and that that's the problem yeah. yep Malik Reed second, uh, second to last in pass rush win, win rate in the entire NFL, and uh, seventh to last in run run rush win rate. Um, so uh, he's struggling. Um, he's no, probably been I mean, one of the worst right players in the Broncos. Last defense. game, they targeted the left side big time. Yep. of their of 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 the of their offense, they're running running their left. So to the to the Broncos yep. right on their defense, and it's like yep. and, uh, so you you go you you go back and you hit the ten second rewind and say, all right, well, who is that over there? Oh, wow. Malik Reed's yeah. nowhere to be found. They, he got taken out by a tight end, which, as we've said, if the tight end can take out your 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 edge, now you're pulling guard, a pulling center, and a tackle. They're they're to the second level without even blinking. So if yep. you can get your offensive lineman to the second level where they're shielding off linebackers, I got a decent even just a get in the way block for my wide receiver on that side. I got eight yards minimum. Yeah, and if I'm second and two, I'm gonna beat you. I'm gonna beat you all day. Yep. He struggled. And also coming back to Shane's question here, what position, which player and why? Uh, I'm just going to turn off fair trades in Madden um, here real quick. Kyle Pitts to the Broncos, baby. Let's do it. That's that would be a great one. Let's uh, thanks, Scott. You talk to your guys. We'll talk to ours. We'll send Going you a seven. What we talked about yesterday, though, if, if Judy wasn't healthy, you know, Calvin Ridley would be a really, really good fit in this offense for what they need as far as um, that type of receiver, you know, uh, the, yeah. the, the, Ridley could be available in the in the for all the reasons we talked about. Nick and I went and talked about it. Uh, we were doing Falcons yesterday, and Calvin Ridley could absolutely become available after this season. Uh, mm -hmm. He's got an eleven million option, fourteen hundred yard receiver. He'll be twenty eight years old next season, yep. um, and he is a lot of the things you're hoping to get out of Jerry Judy. Yep, he really is. He would be awesome if uh, Dolphins were 
for some reason, this uh, trade for Deshaun Watson fell through. I think he'd be great paired with Tua because um, he Tua and Teddy Bridgewater. Honestly, Tua is so much like Teddy Bridgewater um, that uh, you need guys who can separate through the grass on grass, not the air. And that's what Calvin Ridley can do. Also wanted to shout out real quick to John. He said, just win baby. And now he says he's a Bronco fan. Okay, John, well you use the slogan of the other team. So I, I had to, <laughs> had to make sure there um, we got Rick saying, uh, if the coaching staff spent half the time MHH does dedicated toward their pods, we would be much better shape. Uh, hashtag just Well, Rick, thank you. I think we got you, a good staff think, here. Thank we you. got a good staff here. Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, and for the most part, uh, it's fairly egoless. We're not afraid to say, okay, I can listen to that. It's a good idea. And, you know, and then maybe say that now you're out of your mind later, but you know, we're, we're fairly egoless, which helps to look for the greater good. Yeah. Everybody besides Eric trickle, the biggest ego in mm -hmm. the West, man. Oh my God. That's, that's why that's they put him I was in Alaska. About was Eric trickle? <laughs> he's, he's, he's up in Alaska, man. That's, that's the only place in America. His ego oh, could fit. Those Alaskans they're renowned for their big egos. That's I, why we had to keep them up there. Yeah, exactly. Cold. The, 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 the temperature actually keeps that ego in check. It just, it can't spread um, when it's that cold. And also sunlight makes it gross. You got to look out. Um, actually, I know I love Eric, man. He, him and I go back a ways. Uh, he's a great guy. He's a uh, really good football mind too. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, is there any way to improve the O-line from our friend, the Broken Pirates over on Twitch? So I always want to give a shout out to our Twitch folks coming in here. You guys can watch us on Twitch too, just like the Broken Pirates. Um, and a cute little picture there. I'm not sure what's going on. Not sure what's going on with the name, but uh, welcome in, Broken Pirates. That looks like a caricature. I wonder if that yeah. is the Broken Pirates and his uh, significant other. Maybe, maybe. Or her significant other. Who knows? Um, the So is there any way for the Broncos to improve their offensive line this season? Uh, what are your thoughts here? Uh, stability. I think stability yeah. on this, you've, you've rotated in out in the first four or five games, you had five interior linemen and that makes it tough. So um, having those guys in there and playing together should help. And, you know, then if it's not, you know, I'm not convinced that Reisner is hundred percent or if that is his hundred percent, let's, we need to start working in minors. You know, I just contradict myself. I get it. Um, but you know, a little more competition there for sure. Because, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I've seen, I just mentioned pulling a, a, a few minutes ago, talking about sealing the edge and where Malik Reed was struggling, where he's being targeted. I watched the Broncos do something similar and Riser's not getting out there. He's he's almost like getting caught on bowls, not getting around to the left side. And he's been very ineffective when he's been in motion. So he's not getting to the second level. He's not getting to his pull block where he might even be able to seal anybody. And why is, is that your, is that your best? Because if it's your best, that's a problem. Um, if he yeah. can get better, if something's wrong and then he will get better. Okay, good. If not, it's time to start looking somewhere else. Yeah, honestly, I think Reisner's a guy who I would be shopping pretty heavily um, right now because you have the two young guys in Natain Moody and Quinn Miners, and Miners looks better than Moody has out there this season in the limited reps. So I'm looking for a way to get Miners on the field. I know as soon as you trade Reisner, probably Miners gets dinged up or something. Everyone knock on wood, and then you're playing Schlotman or something, which is not what you want. But uh, I agree with you. I think um, Reisner has struggled. Is it the ankle injury? Is he not a good scheme fit for how much inside zone and duo uh, the Broncos are looking to run. Um, and with that scheme change, did Reisner change his body in a way that isn't good for him? I think he looks a little bit bigger than he did his rookie season when he was amazing on traps and power looks. Of pulling yeah. Him. I mean, was, that's the concern really for good. me, Nick, uh, Nick. That's the concern for me is he's, he's just not, he doesn't look very mobile. No, um, and he was mobile. Like, I, mm -hmm. I don't know. If, I don't know what happened there. 
Um, and uh, Reisner, you know, great guy in the community. He's come on mile high actually before the, uh, the draft that season, we had him, we interviewed him on uh, building the Broncos because Carl had a connection mm-hmm. and a uh, great guy, but um, yeah, not I, you know, I'm not going to, you know, toss yeah. him under the bus saying that it yeah. can't get better. I don't, I don't know. There might be extenuating yeah. circumstances there, but his lack of mobility for me right now, for whatever reason is a concern. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. We got DeAndre's in the house. Lawrence Rivera saying morning guys on the way to the bank now. Not in the shower, so that's good to hear. Um, DeAndre <laughs> coming in. Good morning. Awesome to see you. Fallen Sloth also. Good morning, Broncos country. IDKY, I haven't gotten the notification for these last two shows until late. Um, If you're talking about Bron- uh, Broncos for breakfast, that's on me. Oh, yep, there there you go. The, uh, the I'm figuring it out, but uh, we're getting into it, which is great. Um, we got Clayton coming in here saying we have a lot of cap space. What do you guys think the Broncos will do with their money? Um, we'll talk about this and then we need to get a little bit more into Washington football team in the game on Sunday. I know a lot of people are already in the, the off season mode here with their brain. Um, but, uh, Broncos, with a lot of cap space, everything like that. The one thing I will say is the talking heads, the people who are more connected than myself that are being fed information, talking points, et cetera, et cetera, directly from the organization, they're starting to talk that this Broncos team is a not going to be super big sellers at the deadline. Um, and B they're playing for the compensatory pick formula and B they're not saying it directly, but B is only possible if you are not spenders in the off season, because guys that you sign out there uh, with the way the compensatory formula works, if you sign somebody of an equivalent value, it crosses out the comp pick that you get across the way. So, unless they were released. Um, if they're street free agents, then that doesn't go to the comp formula. The lack of player mobility and player rights in this monopoly, monopoly of a league is disgusting. Yeah. I mean, probably better than college football, but uh, that's a whole different conversation. I I called it yesterday, an an unholy coalition between the NCAA and the NFL in order to stimulate trade of the people that you depend on. And that's the skills it's, it's it's uh you know we've come to be used to it and these all these guys are really fairly compensated blah 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 but again at, at times i don't even refer to them as a player of the team like this this isn't an indianapolis colts player he's an nfl player yeah. and they just happen to put him over here at this branch um yeah. but off my soapbox yeah it's unfortunate uh for sure but i mean it's worked really well for the ravens the last four years playing that comp formula um, it's really good when you are a good team, honestly, and you don't have you're paying your own guys and then letting those guys that you don't think are worth it walk. But the uh, Broncos are going to lose a lot of guys this offseason, and they don't really have other than um, honestly right now, other than Cortland Sutton, I'm not sure if there's anybody on this team that's coming up that I'm backing the Brinks, Brinks truck up, uh, backing the Brinks truck up for. Man, Cortland Sutton's is, been is Tim really Patrick. Good this year. Uh, is he an undrafted? Is he a, a free agent after this one? He is. I don't know if you can justify paying Sutton and Tim Patrick when your mm-hmm. quarterback position is what it is. The offensive line is struggling like it is. Um, and I I love Tim Patrick. It's pretty obvious watching them play that Cortland Sutton is the much more dynamic player um, that he can do much Someone, more. Play uh, there was in the chat earlier. Would you trade Calvin Ridley for Tim Patrick? Uh, you know, just straight talent wise, I, I would just say no. Um, Ridley's a lot more proven at this point um, that I would I would take Ridley and and. Like I said, he'd be he'd be a round peg in a round hole in this offense right now when you've got size on the yeah. outside and Sutton. But again, Judy coming back could be your Calvin Ridley and, and having that mm-hmm. having that guy in there that can get separation and make tough make tough catches. I know he had his drops, he had his moments last year, but he was yeah. he was the guy I was most excited to see after the preseason. I'm like, he's 
both of the quarterbacks go to guys when things go bad. Yep. You need that guy. Yeah, and it should help Cortland Sutton get some more one on ones. And uh, I think stylistically, he's a better fit for Teddy Bridgewater um, than Drew Locke, but uh, they don't have that guy. And also, offensive scheme wise, um, you need route runners and separators to work Pat Shermer's offense. And uh, God bless Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton. That's not really how they win. They, they're good route runners, but it's not that like dynamic beat the press immediately and uh, explode, you know, a yard or two separation on a slant route or an out or a comeback. You know, that's just, that's not their game. Um, and you need those kind of guys. So going to be interesting now. We got Lawrence coming in saying conjuring me a new PS2 jersey. Um, I'm not supposed to be partial for anybody, but uh, I do appreciate the comment there. Um, and you're talking about uh, talk stylistically. I think Tim Patrick would be awesome in Atlanta because he is an absolute butt kicker as a uh, run blocker. And if you're looking to run 12 personnel and get some bodies out there, somebody out there that can play boundary with Kyle Pitts, uh, Tim Patrick would be a very, very good fit uh, well, for what Arthur Smith likes. James, James come in and see the Falcons already have a slot guy on Russell Gage. They've got one of the smaller guys. Uh, they just got back on the field. Finally, this last week caught a 47 yard touchdown. Um, so yep. Calvin Ridley could be expendable uh, coming up. Yep. Um, James comes in with a big star saying, morning, gents. In my opinion, it's just time to do something different. I would be okay with a much more aggressive approach to this next offseason. Uh, again, the, mon the money's there, but are you going to hoard picks? Are you going to hoard comp picks, et cetera? That's a good point. It's something I don't really even consider just because it's it's so restrictive of trade. I should have, you know, it. It makes it hard for these free agents to get deals when you have to give something up to get them. When th then they're not free agents. That's a restricted free agent, in my opinion. But they'd never, never call them that. And Lawrence, again, I know, uh, I know, Nick showed this to you. But uh, again, thanks, thanks for the big stars. And tune in tonight when we come in off the top because we're gonna hit refresh. And I bet we're at 102, 103 percent right there of goal. So good on you. Three and a half days to go, and that that Sertan jersey will be up for grabs um, at the end of the month. Nick? Yeah, what no, about? I agree with you. You lost um, in the chat. Uh, <laughs> hello? I'm freezing a little bit. Um, I don't know. I think it's the weather. Uh, hopefully it's not okay. uh, too well, bad. I'll, I'm here. I'll, I'll, um, I'll uh, pick you up. I wanted then. to talk a little um, bit. One of the things that Jeremy said here that I liked is, uh, you know, would you want Ridley for 18 mil or Patrick for six? Uh, Patrick for six. For sure. I'd, I'd rather take that 12 million Patrick's and spend somewhere else. Uh, if Ridley does not accelerate this season, his ceiling might be at the 12 that he's going to make next year. Um, so, so we will see. So are you back yet, Nick? Yep. Okay. I'm here. Hopefully uh, we're, it's storming really bad here in Seattle. And a lot of times that means the, it's uh, the starting weather, to get that way the here. It's not rain all day in Georgia. So, you know, my, our winters feel a lot like Seattle's falls. Yeah, that's uh, raining a lot. Um, but, yeah, no, let's get into the uh, the game at hand. Uh, Washington football team versus the Denver Broncos. Both teams, um, they're Spider-Man pointing as far as uh, disappointing defenses coming into the season. Now that Washington football team, they still do have the studs on the defensive line, and those guys are playing well. But that back seven for Washington has really been struggling. Um, and I noticed a, a really good uh, game plan from uh, – here's some more coffee to wake up. Nick, Nick's awake. Um, Nick's starting to get it going, uh, right, but we'll the guy that uh, Aaron Rodgers, running your internet in the butt and see if you can get that wheel spinning a little faster. Ah, oh, man, that would be, uh, that'd be great. Maybe I'll give him some coffee. His heart would probably explode. And out here in the mountains, we don't have hamsters. We have, uh, Pika's right in the, uh, out here. Um, we also got Charlie saying, Hey Nick, could you call hy V and see if there's any more Kurt Warner's there? 
God, that would be a talk about amazing story. Honestly, we're going against the Kurt Warner story this week in uh, Taylor Heineke um, guy bounced around the league uh, was really good in the XFL and got a shot and looks pretty competent out there. His players love him. Uh, he's putting it all on the line for them. He's making some pretty good throws. Um, he's not a franchise quarterback by any means. Um, I have a couple Washington football team friends, uh, Twitter accounts that I follow um, that are, you know, like, Oh, it's a good, he's a good story, but so he's limited. Um, but he's, a uh, he's a lot of fun and he can make some plays and he's especially just, he's mobile, man. He's the quarterback where I, and one thing I really appreciate, and I think Mike Tomlin's interview the other day, direct shots at Ben Roethlisberger, um, saying when you have a quarterback who has some mobility, he can keep you on schedule. He can tuck down on third and six and pick up what's there and keep the ball rolling. And Taylor Heineke did that time and time again versus the Packers. Uh, I'm worried about the Broncos linebackers being able to play sound defense with their instructions play to play while also keeping an eye on Taylor Heineke because he will yeah. pull it and run. He'll pull it and this, run. This is where the nickel that you came out in against the Browns might make a little more sense. You know, yeah. have a, have some have some more speed up there and worry about I'm not worried that the, the Washington has a decent running game, but it's not like the Browns. No. Uh and, and Heineke can beat you with his speed. He took off in the second quarter, I think, on a 40-yard run, and it surprised everybody. He started pulling away from guys and then slid yeah. in at the 35, and they, and they gave it up. He's most dangerous. I said this earlier in the pod. I'll say it again. He's most dangerous when things break down. Um, so if you've got some speed out there, a little extra speed, you don't mind sacrificing a little bit more to the running game as long as you keep him contained. Have him sit back there and pick guys out. And again, uh, Terry McLaurin right now did not practice. He's a DNP for yesterday with a hamstring. Um, until they say out, I always expect them to play, but he's been, he's been really good for them. Yeah. And, uh, keeping it on the offensive side of the ball. Um, Terry McLaurin is out a third round pick from Washington a few years ago out of the university, the Ohio state university. Is he, McLaurin's out for this week. No, no, no. He's been out injured. Um, so we'll, we'll see oh, if okay. he's played, but either way he's going to be dinged. Um, he is the passing offense for them. Uh, Curtis Samuel has been, you know, not really, Somebody showed out there. They've been using DeAndre Carter some, but he's been meh. Yeah, they've been then, they, then they throw out of the out of the backfield a lot. So JD McKissick yeah. ends up being almost a hit the running back ends up being like a slot guy uh for them because he's their second leading receiver. And uh yeah, and the, and the other guy that was a kind of a receiver running back hybrid for them is uh Antonio Gibson, who is a lot of fun. The Broncos liked a lot in that draft uh two years ago. They didn't end up moving up for him, but he was very close to being a Bronco, um, from what I my understanding was. Um he's a lot of fun and he's He's a big boy. I think he's like 6'2", 230. So the Broncos linebackers are going to have to play sound and uh, they're going to have to wrap up because Gibson, he will make you pay if you don't play uh, fundamental football on that second level. And he has breakaway speed too. So going to be interesting. Um, It's probably going to be a battle of attrition uh, up front. Uh, I, th I think the, I do want to give a shout out, I guess, to the Washington football team offensive line too. I think overall they have played pretty good football. If, um, Samuel Cosby might be the second best rookie tackle so far this season, playing right tackle for them um, out of Texas. Some people were worried about if he was too soft, but man, he had the size requisites you want and he was a great athlete. So he's playing very good football and uh, Brandon Scherf, man, he is a, a monster back there. I can't believe they've had him under control for six or seven years before he could even hit free agency because the fifth year option, I think they've tagged him twice, maybe <laughs> even. Um, so he's going to be 30 years old uh, before he's even in the, uh, get a chance for a no second contract. But, you know, here we are. I don't want to send Scott down a, uh, a tangent here with the, the, the Marxist NFL, but um, 
he's uh, they have a pretty good offense. If they can get that quarterback right, they and another weapon to step up, they'd be very good. But the Broncos defense on paper should be able to handle this. You take out Terry McLaurin, you bracket coverage him. I don't care if that means you're changing up what you want to do defensively. Don't let that guy beat you. You should have a chance to win this game on the well, defensive side of the ball. And the, the good news is if you get tagged, you've got enough money then to say to sit out of here if you wanted to. That's true. <laughs> you know, yeah. I've got enough money. I don't have to play. So either trade me or I'm not coming. I'm not coming back. And That's always your option. It'd be, nice if you had, that. it'd be nice if you had more options to go play somewhere else. Um, mm-hmm. We were talking about a lot of rain, uh, you know, rain in Seattle, rain in Georgia. Someone else said rain in Wisconsin. But here comes Sonny Brian Greenfield with uh, with an optimistic look saying we aren't winning this game. And I don't see this team winning anymore this season. Um, There's too much talent. There's too much talent on this team. And it's the NFL. You, you fall yeah. into a win. You know, yeah. you're, it's there's no way you're losing 14 in a row. Just no way. Clip this one and save it. There's no way you're losing 14 in a row. Um, At home, here's my question, is if the team doesn't come out with a little more fire and a little more effort than we've seen, if we see the first half Browns in Denver, it's going to be, it's going to get ugly. I, I think mm-hmm. you, the, the fans start voicing their opinions and their frustration. If they come out with the effort in the second, like the second half against the Browns, then I, I think it'll, you know, it'll be fine. But mm-hmm. this team is is on the precipice of, of things turning ugly from the stands in a home game. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I'd rather have things getting ugly in the stands than uh, people not being in the stands, though. Yeah. So, uh, as, that's, as I that's said a million times, the uh, only thing worse than anger is apathy. Yeah. Um, and that, that sends a bigger message. You know, an empty stands yeah. would, would send a bigger message. But I don't, I don't think we're there yet. Not quite. Uh, Brian, thank you so much for the $5 super. We appreciate you a heck of a lot. Um, I mean, the Broncos are not a good team <laughs> this year right now, but I'm looking at the draft order right now. Detroit Lions, definitely a worse team. Uh, Miami Dolphins, I know they are one in six. They, that would probably be one that would be debatable. The Broncos team is should be better, but you know that's one where I think there's enough talent there. You could go either way. Broncos, much better than Houston Texans. Broncos, we saw, I mean, just absolutely obliterated the Jets. Uh, better than the Jags. Um, other than that, though, I mean, you could probably argue with any of those teams could be Denver, but I don't think those three, four teams are uh, are worse than Denver. Um, we already played two of them, but uh, what can you do? Um, we still get to play the Lions, too, so I don't have to see them losing that many games in a row. Um, let's get over to the defense. There's the Chiefs. The- yeah, the Chiefs. Automatic wins, baby. Let's get then it. There's the Chiefs. I mean, they're pushovers right now. Yeah, they're soft, um, and uh, that Orlando Brown trade is looking like not a very good one um, right now. Uh, they're playing. Who thought, man? Like going from that Ravens Lamar Jackson offense to the shotgun, you know, air, uh, Patrick Mahomes zero pocket consistency uh, offense of the Chiefs would be an issue for Orlando Brown and his lack of foot speed. Man, it's shocking, shocking. You uh, trade for an offensive lineman that's not fitting what you want to do, and it's not working exactly. Um, but. Uh, I digress. We should be moving on to this Washington football team defense because while people are upset about the Broncos defense being disappointing this season, uh, Washington football team is probably right up there with them. It's not because of their defensive line. I mean, their defensive line is great. Montez sweats get after, gets after it. Jonathan Allen has a 90 grade from pro football focus on the season. He's been phenomenal. I think he fell to like 13th or 17th overall because of a knee concern, but man, he is, he's amazing. Uh, Chase young has been good this year. Not great, but very, very good. Um, and then they also got uh, Matt Ioannidis, who uh, I think from Temple, from Temple off the top of my head. Um, I've loved him coming out, um, and so they can get after it up there. 
I'm a little bit worried about this, uh, this Broncos deep offensive line going up against this uh, Washington football team defensive front. They had a, and they had a big defensive line, Deron Payne. That was the one I recognized. I was like, they had another big Alabama kid that I remember being strong as a freaking ox. Uh, yep. In the first half, uh, Montez Sweat was the one that flashed to yep. me. Uh, I was like, so, you know, they're running out, they're running out several guys that can beat you. And that, that's a concern. You know, normally if you're dealing with one or two, okay, we can help him. We can chip this guy. We can scheme around. Um, but if you've got concerns across your offensive line and they can beat you head up basically in any position, that becomes a worry. So the ball, run the ball and the ball, when you do throw, it's got to come out quick. It has to. Yep. It's got to yep. come out quick. Do do a bunch of three-step drops and one reads and, and get the ball out quick and back them off and slow them down a little bit. Um, when they were able to just go after Aaron Rodgers, they were getting to him. He would slow them down with three-step drops and, and a quick release. Then you can't just pin your ears back. Then it slows down the rush because they're like, well, we have to be able to get our hands up and try and clog the, the throwing lanes. So yep. run the ball, get the ball out quickly, get Jerry Judy involved. Play some good defense. Don't let Terry Heineke beat you uh, outside of the pocket and should be able to come out of this with a win. Yeah. Can we get some for Pat Shermer? I know that he's probably gets more credit and more criticism both times, just like the quarterback position. That's just how it goes for the coaches. But Shermer, I, I am challenging you this week to maybe add a little. You have 10 days to get this right. And your quarterback's been injured and you got two good running backs. Broncos have actually been top 10 in the NFL and EPA per rush attempt this season. Um, not super consistent down to down. Um, that's partially the blocking. It's partially the running back division and patience. But uh, again, I digress. But I'm challenging Shermer. Add a little bit of wrinkles to this run game. You've had 10 days. You know, you can be not everything trick play wise has to be a pass game and not everything has to be a goddamn inside zone or duo. You know, there, there, there's some other looks you can do. You ever heard of a counter or a trap? I mean, let's let's get that defensive line thinking uh, they're they're going to be aggressive. They're going to be over pursuing. Let's use that against him. Maybe even a draw. I, I don't know. Just the run game is so generic and basic. Um, so I'm challenging Shermer for that. The other way I'm challenging Shermer, and we'll get to you, Velveeta, um, is the Brown, or the, excuse me, the Washington football team. They have a very poor secondary. I'm not sure if William Jackson the third is going to be back or not. He was there, I think the highest paid cornerback signing this offseason. Um, so he's very talented, but um, I'm challenging Shermer also. Do what you can. I don't know how. Uh, Easier said than done, but you need to isolate Jerry Judy against rookie third round pick cornerback Benjamin St. Just because he looks lost out there. He's 6'3, very long, but he has a very high center of gravity. So you bring on Jerry Judy against him with the quick routes and whatnot, he can't keep up. And when he's Let's doing not that, throw jump old. balls at that guy. Yeah, no, he's he's one who will grab if he gets beat. And Jerry Judy should be able to beat him on the ground. And that'll lead to penalties. That'll lead to open looks. So Shermer, a uh, little more diversity in the run game get Jerry Judy isolated against Benjamin St. Juiced on those quick hitters. When you can, you can scheme those up. There's ways to do that with pre-stat motion, Shermer. And uh, I would love to see some of that. So, so sorry. Volvetta coming in here. He says, not a serious, but more fun comment. Let's just save that draft capital for Arch Manning. When he enters a draft, I think <laughs> that would be 2025. It's 25 or 26, 25 oh, or man. 26. So um, that's a, that's a, that's a ways off. Um, yep. When you start getting into your forties, you can blink twice and a year goes by. So that doesn't seem like that far away, but you know, for someone Nick's age, three years seems like a long time. Yeah, I know it's, it's a bit. Um, and also it's, uh, circling back to, uh, Velveta Velveta's comment here, um, about the, uh, 2026 draft, 2025, whatever it is. Um, 
the Broncos playing for comp picks this offseason versus trading guys for 2022 picks. That to me says, um, hey, we looked at this quarterback class, obviously still got a half a season to go, but I think 2022 might not be the year we're aggressive to move up for a quarterback. It might be 2023. Um, and obviously a lot can happen between now and then, but you're talking about Bryce Young at that point. You're talking about C.J. Stroud at Ohio State who has been God, I, I love CJ Stroud. Maybe it's the Ohio state offense. I don't know what it is. Um, if we don't get Ohio state offense versus Georgia defense this year, the college football season will not have been a success. That's, that would be amazing. Um, unless the Hawkeyes win it all, but again, uh, and then, uh, the other quarterback, um, I think Florida's Anthony Richardson is interesting as well. So, uh, maybe that's the Broncos plan there with, uh, talking about quarterback, maybe not 2025. You can't wait that long, but, uh, if they don't get Rogers this year, did you, did you mention Caleb Wilson yet at Oklahoma? Uh, Caleb Williams is a true freshman, so he wouldn't be available Bill until 2024. Yep, thank you. He's 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 possibly three or two years out. So uh, 2022, he'd be 20, 23, he'd be a 24 entry. 1.1, unless something crazy happens. He's going first overall in that class. Uh, if he was eligible, he'd be my number one quarterback in this class. He'd be my number one next year, too. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm not even, I can't, it's hard enough to ask people to wait to 2023. <laughs> I know that. Um, so I'm Caleb Williams is in a box for now. Lawrence coming in. Probably stars. Either way, love you, Lawrence. Um, the linemen are slow to transition to the next player, leaving sack open. It's like they are fundamentally not developed into the second push the defense gives, and it's frustrating to watch is the coaching or the players. Um, if you're talking about uh, sacks, part of it is the offensive line. Um, there is some miscommunication. There's also just you know some lack of talent. Uh, your two guards have been dealing with injuries. Your center is simply not that good. Uh, Bobby Massey, you signed him after the draft, which I mean, he's playing, I would say he's playing admirably. That's never the first word you want to use to describe any of your players that are starting though, because that means the expectations were low <laughs> coming in. And uh, that's probably where they should have been. He's been better than Elijah Wilkinson last year. So we'll take that. And Bulls has regressed, but the Broncos offensive line pass blocking struggles is as much on that unit, if not more so on the lack of guys getting open. Um, the lack of tr Teddy trusting guys that are barely open because of the arm talent can't really drive the ball in there for some of them. And uh, Teddy being aggressive sometimes to a fault in hanging in the pocket and looking for a guy to get open or finish his route. So um, it's tough. I mean, it's the football is such a connected game, right? It's the circle of life out there. So uh, offensive line could play better, but I would say that they're probably second or third on the totem pole of why the offensive pass protection looks like it does. Uh, Steve, appreciate the stars. Uh, one of the questions earlier today was, um, you got some money going into, into the season. Where might you spend? Now, the Denver Broncos have shown that they're willing to spend on right tackle, willing to show that they're willing to spend across the offensive mm -hmm. line. Uh, if you look at Bowles and Glasgow, those are two of the highest paid players at their position in the entire league. Juwan James was making good bank, and they got a refund. You got a refund on that one. So uh, yeah. if you're going to spend anywhere, I think right tackle might be a place that you start looking in free agency for a, a big upgrade. And that would help across the board for all the reasons that Nick was just saying. Yeah. And uh, if you don't, if the Broncos aren't picking high enough where they can get one of those three elite edge rushers in the upcoming class in uh, Hutchinson, Karloftis and Thibodeau, which Thibodeau go probably 1.1. So Karloftis or Hutchinson, um, then my focus would probably shift to the tackles. And there are, from what I've watched so far, there are four tackles that impress the absolute hell out of me in this class. Um, obviously Evan Neal, uh, Charles cross, um, this weekend, I watched a lot of football cause my wife was gone. Um, so what did that mean? Staying up until two o'clock watching the hour cutups of games, um, broadcast film, not 20, all 22 yet for some of these guys, but you know, doing the work, getting it in, 
um, Ohio State's right tackle, Nicholas Petit Freer. It's either Freer, Petit, or Petit Freer. Um, amazing. God, I absolutely love him. Uh, he, he needs a, uh, he needs NFT, a nickname. Or, yeah, I like, um, I like Petit is, for an offensive lineman. <laughs> yeah, he, he's playing left tackle, but he has some right tackle. Uh, it's Nicholas Petit Freer. He's a uh, redshirt junior. Um, and the other guy who, a little bit late to the party here, I had um, talking to some people like, you need to watch this dude now. Um, Iquanu from North Carolina State. He was struggling with pass protection last year. He looks like he's cleaned that up this year. You want to talk about a tone setter on the offensive line? That dude, absolutely. He he goes out there and his goal is to not just finish his assignment. It's to kill the guy he's blocking. I mean, it's, it is unbelievable out there in the run game. And his pass protection is apparently kicked up big time this year. So uh, look out for him. I think uh, Brandon Thorne, who does a lot of good offensive line work, um, had him as his number one overall tackle in this upcoming class, number one overall offensive lineman above Evan Neal. And uh, when they did the grading for that big uh, Bleacher Report top 100, he was the number three overall prospect in the entire board. Now, some of that is they don't have standardized from uh, position to position because they have different guys grading different position groups. Mm-hmm. But uh, Which watch is out tough. for Equanimate. It. You know, yep. when you start getting, you know, 10 guys coming in from all over the country, ranking guys, it's it can be it can yep. be tough. Watch out for Aquano, though, man. Really good. There's some good tackles in this class. This is a uh, people. I know people want quarterback, but uh, a lot of those people also have been screaming for tackles for years. Uh, this might be the year the Broncos finally uh, use another resource at the tackle position. They haven't drafted an offensive tackle since Garrett Bowles in 2017. Since Garrett Bowles, correct? Yep. Which is at crazy. all. I mean, you have, not even at in all. The later rounds. Nope. Seventh round, sixth round. Nope. They have not wow. drafted a single tackle since 2017. You know me. If um, you if you're in rounds three to seven and you take a big DL or a big OL. I'll, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt on that one. Yeah. Not for lack of trying. The Broncos tried to draft three different tackles this last, last draft class. It's just the board didn't fall that way. So uh, we'll see. Um, but Spencer should have gone to 100. I'll tell you that. Yeah. No, he's very talented. Penning at UNI this year, also another talented guy. Man, UNI has taken – those guys should just transfer to Iowa. I don't know what's going on here. Um, but, uh, Scott, any – Final thoughts here. We're at an hour before we get on up about this Washington football team. Then we should get like a score prediction and then I'll save mine for Saturday. We need yours though. And we can get on out of here. Oh, prediction. I'm uh, I always think whenever anybody asks me for a prediction, the first thing I think of is <clears throat> Rocky three, you know, and I don't know if you know, Rocky three, put it on your homework assignment. Club or line. Mr. T says pain. That was his prediction. Um, so I don't have faith in this team. I just don't. It's yeah. hard. They're at home. Washington football team is bad. It's a fairly simple way to slow them down. You know, keep Taylor Heineke in the pocket. Their defense is terrible, which bodes well for your offense, which hasn't been good. I call mm-hmm. this the, the movable object meets the resistible force. Which one's <laughs> going to give? Uh, you know, Denver should win this game. But yeah. the three times I've picked Denver to win, they lost. You know, those, those three in a row, I, I was – I didn't pick them against Cleveland, but Cleveland had all of the all of the parts and in, in, in still in place to still win this game. They're at home. Their defense was yeah. good, and the running game was good. That, that's going to win you some games against a team that's playing poorly. Washington's defense is bad. Uh, their offense is okay. If McLaurin is out, then their offense is below okay. Yeah. Um, and they're reeling. So dare I say Denver wins this one in a close one. 24, 19, something strange like that. Uh, I don't know what the over-under is, but it's it's probably fairly high with that scoring defense that that the that Washington has. But I, I don't trust them to put up – I don't trust the Broncos to put up 30 points on the league's worst scoring defense. So I'd still say that the, the score is going to be kept down. And uh, 
and uh, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with the Broncos on this one, 24 to 19. Yeah, the, uh, the right now the spread is uh, Broncos are favored by three um, over Washington football team, and the over under is 44 and a half. So, so what um, I just hit 24 19. I hit it at 43 on a on a five point. I wouldn't bet on, that's too close for me. I wouldn't bet on this one. Yeah, no, I'm gonna go the under, um, and I think the I think the Broncos are gonna. Oh, well, I'll save it for Saturday. Um, we'll see. Um, I mean, I need to sleep on a little bit more. I got another show, so I, I don't have to be put on the spot like I put you on the spot. Um, and uh, real quick before we get out of here, because unfortunately, guys, I'm I maybe I cursed this guy, uh, cursed us. Um, probably give myself too much credit here, but it was the 2017 draft class where I approached Chad. That's after he brought me on to Mile High Huddle. God, it's already been four or five years. And I said, we don't have a Broncos centric draft show or anything like that. And there's none, none out there. So uh, we should do that. And I said, I don't know how much interest there'll be. I'm like, there'll be interest. You know, maybe it's niche, but there'll, there will be interest. Um, and uh, after that, we've been talking about the draft way too early in the season. Um, so um, <laughs> I'm sorry, guys, you can put it on me. It's easy for you guys to just, just put it on me. Um, we got EJ coming in saying Malik Wilson, Matt Corral first round without a quarterback. We don't have a snowball's chance in hell to win. We can't keep taking old wash up quarterbacks. EJ, I agree with you. If the Broncos taking a quarterback this season means that you're not out on 2023 because there is nothing they could do worse. You talk about taking up old washed up quarterbacks. Yeah, that's true. But the Broncos have also used some resources early in the draft at quarterback, and they have been emphatically not it. Um, so if you take a quarterback in the first round or second round this year, I don't give a flying, you know what, <laughs> if they go back in 2023 and take another quarterback and that's not fair to the guy you just picked. There is play no better. fair. These are There's professionals no fair. Yeah. in the NFL. Play better. Yeah. It's and not just, it's not fair to the other 52 guys on the roster if your quarterback can't play. Yeah. Yep. And uh guess what? If the 2022 quarterback ends up being better than your 2023 one that you took again high, uh you trade that 2023 for a surplus. If Sam Darnold can get a 2-4 and 6 after what he's looked like, you're still going to get value back from that pick. And and I wanted to say to thanks to Chris. Chris has been our leaders in the stars uh for coming in coming in as we're closing. Uh, coming in on stars there on Broncos for breakfast and Michael uh, also finishing us off with some stars. And I think there was Michael's coming in twice there. And I felt like there was one more that I missed. Uh, Chris came in twice. So that was maybe the one that I missed. And then Lawrence Rivera actually dropped some stars with his prediction. Let me see if I can go in and find it. I've, I've asked for a sort function on this end from StreamYard. That's what I want. I want a sort function so I can see the Facebook comments. Uh, dropping some stars saying 10, 7, Washington. So he's definitely going with the under. Um, with the uh, with their scoring defense giving up 30 a game, I don't feel as confident about the under as I have on some of these other ones. So um, last week, if you watched us, you made a bunch of money because we went three for three on our money picks. This year, I'm not touching the, this week. I'm not touching this game. I don't yeah. I don't like I don't like what I see. It, the, the, the lines match what I think of the game. And when that happens, I'm not going near it. Yep. 100%. Well, guys, uh, we're going to get out of here. Everyone have a great Thursday. This has obviously been Broncos for breakfast. We will see you again live Monday morning to talk about what went down Sunday. So uh, make sure you guys join us. We're Monday, Tuesday, Thursday now. Added a new show, right? We're like, oh, man, we're not sure if uh, one show will be viable for the morning slot. But you guys have been killing it. And uh, Scott and I are just having too much fun and uh, commiserating with you guys on this Broncos team. And there's plenty to talk about. Uh, when we went to three shows, we're like, oh, we'll do 45 minutes, right? Just cut it down 15 minutes. God, I'm, what am I doing? Uh, of course, that's not going to happen. Um, but uh, you guys can follow Scott and myself on Twitter to continue these conversations. Uh, you can at Scott on Twitter, at Scout Kennedy, and myself, at Nick Kendall MHH. 
Also make sure you're following us at huddle up pod and at mile high huddle, go to facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle or forward slash mile high huddle pod and subscribe to us on YouTube, uh, mile high huddle, subscribe, like, and share do that. Not only for mile high huddle, but also do it for Scott's channel at youtube.com forward slash C forward slash Scott Kennedy. Um, Go Braves, uh, beat the Astros. I think we're all about that um, over here. I think uh, cannot say Astros without putting the ass in. Yeah, exactly. Also, we really want to, uh, you know, a lot of Rockies fans in here probably, but either way, you know, you guys knocked out the Dodgers, so you should probably to knock out the Dodgers and then the Astros. The only thing that would have been better is if somehow you could go back and play the Red Sox as well and knock them out. You know, all, all these teams that are just so hateable. That's easy for me to say as a Cardinal fan. I know a lot of people hate the Cardinals too. Uh, Mo Ron coming with a super sticker here. Not sure exactly what it is, but uh, Mo appreciate the, with the hippos. He does like to go with the hippos, which is great. Um, we also Actually, have I do uh, have it over here. It's a pair. It's the cool pair that's doing a little, a little one of those. Man, that pair wiggle. here. I'm gonna I'm gonna act out. Uh, apologies. I'm gonna act out your your super sticker. Cool. Should I put Scott in timeout, guys? So <laughs> just took him off the screen. Um, US Dave says, hit the like button on the way out. We got Rudolph Harris. Haven't seen Rudolph, but uh, thank you for joining us late here. We appreciate you. Jay coming in. Happy Halloween, everybody. Uh, EJ saying, great show, Nick and Scott. Thank you for Linda's the morning. from Colorado. Therapy. Yep. Uh, hit the thumbs up on the way out. Uh, Linda coming in a little late from Colorado. Uh, that's okay. Um, you guys can go back and watch the show uh, from the beginning again, even if you hung out with us the whole time. Heck, why not? Let's let's watch it again. Um, but we're gonna get going, guys. We got some stuff to do. Um, I gotta start building an ark because it's been raining here since last <laughs> got Tuesday. My canoe. Might be how I have to go get my kids from school. It's uh, they're not joking about that rain, man. We're gonna get a second La Nina winter too, which is just a major bummer. But uh, we'll see you guys next time. Um, I know that we'll see you. Uh, Scott will be there tonight in the background mm -hmm. with uh, Zach and Chad, and uh, we'll get this the the star updates as well. So appreciate everyone. Stay safe. And uh, even if the Broncos lose, we'll be here to talk some football. Lawrence again with the stars. God bless you. We love you. Um, have a good one, guys. We'll see you later. Go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos.